listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Natalie McGrath is a Perth-based naturopath with over 15 years' experience. Most recently, Nat has launched two new brands, Joso and Brew Chews. In this podcast episode, we talk about growing a naturopathy business and launching two new brands simultaneously. We also dive into the topic of starting a new business and finding focus in amongst a variety of projects. Hi, Nat. Thanks so much for joining us here today. How are you? I'm so well, Alison. Thank you for inviting me along. I have to say, I love your podcast. I think I've listened to pretty much, I reckon, most of them. I'll have to have a look through and see which ones I've missed. But it's actually been amazing listening to everyone's journeys and just knowing that everyone starts somewhere Mm. and they don't know everything to start off with. So that's been really interesting. Such good feedback. I think I've been doing this this podcast for around about five, maybe even six years now. So there, there is a lot of content, but you're right. Everyone starts from somewhere, but no one has the answers for everything, especially when they're first starting. They just work it out as they go and having good resources to call upon. <laughs> I completely agree. Completely yeah. agree. All right, now I'd love you to introduce yourself to everyone. Yeah, so, yep, I'm Nat McGrath and uh, I live up in Perth Hills with my husband and my two children. We've got a little bit of land up there. So lucky to live up there. So, and also I'm a naturopath. Um, I've been a naturopath for over 16 years, specialising in women's health. Um, I've got a clinic down in Midland. So that keeps me pretty busy and then I decided last year not to do just one startup but two startups. And then add an extra, yeah, you're right, so two startups, two product startups plus naturopathy, so three businesses in total. Mm, yes. It, I sound a bit crazy but it just kind of evolved that way and I kind of look at my startups as just extensions of my naturopathic clinic. Yeah. That I can kind of cope with a bit better if I look at it like that way. <laughs> You've got a whole bunch of different brands though, but let's first start off with the naturopathy business so everyone knows what we're talking about. So you're a naturopath based in Perth. You've been going for 16 plus years. What's been your areas of specialty over the years? So when you start out generally as a naturopath, you look you kind of do everything that comes in your door. But over the years, my real passion is women's health. Um, If I can make, help a woman feel better, you know, just a little bit more energy, uh, just feeling a little bit better about themselves, it just has such a huge impact to the world around them. You know, it just affects their relationships. They become better mothers because they have the energy. I just, that, that's why I do what I do because that's just gold, just helping women feel better. What are the main reasons why they would come to you as a general? Uh, yeah, so a lot of energy yeah. stuff, a lot of burnout stuff. They don't actually realise they're burnt out until yeah. I see them. Um, so they will have all these other things going on like hormonal issues, uh, their tolerance to stress, 
they just don't seem to cope as well, digestive issues, um, skin issues, um, yeah, and fatigue issues, immune issues, all of them, and then it always normally comes back to a degree of burnout and it's about educating them um, and supporting them through that. When they come and see you, again, this answer is going to be different for everyone, but on average how long after they see you does it take for them to start feeling better? Yeah, so everyone's different, of course, Yeah, but it's really interesting. I can tell in the first five minutes how someone's going to respond, interesting enough. Been doing it for a while now. It's there if they can recognise what, how they're living their lives is having an impact. If they get it straight away and willing to make some changes straight away, yeah, and that, that can be as drastic as dropping a day from work. Soon as I can see them, you, you put that seed in there and then the, when you see them next time, they're like, yeah, I've made these changes, I've reduced my workload, I understand what you're saying. And those kind of people that make those drastic changes, it doesn't have to be drastic but all work, work towards it, mm. they make the biggest changes and impact in their lives, I find. Um, I do get people that need to have all the excuses and stories come up for a few months and we're not getting anywhere until sometimes I have to get quite firm and say, listen, what are you willing to get better? Because this is what we need to do. Um, So it's very interesting, but usually in the first 10 minutes, I know how quickly we're going to get some results. So interesting, isn't it? Do you see many kids or teenagers? Uh, I don't want to. Um, uh, Usually I see some kids coming in with, you know, the burnt-out mums, and kids are pretty easy to deal with. But because I'm kind of limited for consulting time, I would always refer the children to, you know, colleagues that that's their specialty. Mm. Uh, Teenagers actually... I see quite a few teenage girls um, and that's they're very interesting actually, you know, with the, the mental health issues that are coming in yeah. and they're all coming in and they've all turned vegan. And have they? It's, yes. It's because of social media? I, the social media is a part of it but there's yeah. a huge movement out there and I get what they're trying to achieve. You know, they've got the weight of the world on their shoulders, um, the next generation coming in, kind of trying to repair the damage that we've done. So they really do feel that pressure. And I think there's been a lot of documentaries and a lot of pro-vegan information coming out and they believe they're helping the world by going vegan. Um, but the downside is... When I see an 18-year-old woman come in and see me and she has just been put on antidepressants, she can't get out of bed, um, and she said, I went vegan six months ago, and I, and I said, well, when did you start feeling like this? And she's like, oh, three months ago. And I'm like, let's just bring in a little bit of protein in. Let's to tr-. And they just won't. They would rather take the antidepressants. And, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So this is really, really quite common. And so, but my thing is you can be a vegan 
really, really well. But it's a full-time job just about and you need a nutritionist or a naturopath to educate you so you're getting that protein in. You need protein to regulate that blood sugar, uh, you know, for um, making hormones. Mm. Protein is essential and it's really difficult if you're not educated to get it through your plant sources. So I'm not bagging out veganism, but it's just interesting that it's really having a toll, especially on our young women. Wow. How did you go about growing your natural business over the years? Yeah, so I get a lot, a lot of referrals. Yeah. So at the moment I'm not taking on any new clients just because I'm just so full up. Mm. But when starting out, referrals was a big one. Um, if I was to build my business more now, my client base, um, events are huge. Yeah. Uh, if I do an event, do a speaking event um, and collaborating with other businesses, mm. uh, that really generates a lot. Social media is always really good. I can put a post on about a specific topic with women's health yeah. and then I'll get three bookings from that. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. Do you yeah. know what, though? I think that that's because you're established because when people are first starting out, it's just not that simple. So, like, when you, and again, when you started out, that was 16 years ago, life was very different. But what did you personally do, like, way back then to get your yeah. noticed or get you, you, so people knew who you are and what you did? Yeah. The biggest thing with anything I do is connecting, connecting with people, talking to people, educating people about what you do. Um, I get it because I was a lecturer at Endeavour College and was, you know, talking to graduates. It's a, it's hard and it's quite saturated out there in the social media and the wellness mm. industry. But I think if you can start locally where you are, and connect with as many people as you can. So I've got a couple of GPs that we refer a lot to. Um, Other things I tell my graduates is uh, social media is important. You need that because people, even if you don't have a big following, people will still check you out on social media. Correct. Just to see what you're doing, what your vibe is, what your professionalism is. So I think I do it. If I'm, I'm always checking someone out on uh, Instagram. Uh, how else for new graduates? They're, look, they're good answers because you're right. So much of it has to do with connection. And like, yes, people, yeah. a lot of people now wanting to do online consultations and have the online digital business, but you have to be able to connect both online and offline so that people can understand your methodology, methodology, your approach, and also whether they like you as a person, you know, um, whether you're right, a good fit for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And touch base with your Pilates studios, your yoga studios. They're, they're always wanting someone in to do, yeah, you know, yeah. a 20-minute talk about something. That's a fantastic way yeah. of getting out there as well. Yeah. Very good. All right, then. And then last year, as you said, you launched two new products. One of them is Joso. I wish I had a bottle on my desk, but I don't. Um, and Brew Chews, which is sugar-free, plant-based chewing gum. So, how did this happen? And what a big question. I'm not even going to ask you that because it's like, where do you even start? But what was it like launching two new brands pretty much at the same time? 
<laughs> Not many people do that. No, and I feel like I have to put a bit of a timeline in here so people don't think I'm nuts. So Joso is a um, naturopathic, sorry, naturopathic medicine supplement range for skin health. This kind of came about because I see so many women and the number one question over everything is um, what can I do for my skin? I don't want the Botox. I, I don't want all these, you know, kind of toxic procedures. And they usually bring in all the collagen supplements and say, which one should I take? And I'm like, oh, that's fine, but you really need something Someone needs to come up with something a bit more um, specific and um, effective, essentially. So, and I actually went looking for a product so I could recommend, but I couldn't find anything. So that led me down the path of, all right, if I was to do my kind of miracle product that I would want to take, what would be in it? And that was actually a two-year journey. So that that thought didn't come last year. That thought came three years ago now. And so that led me down the journey of talking to different people. It had to be TGA listed. It, in my mind, all these products out there, they aren't TGA listed. They're considered a food. Mm. Um, mine had to be TGA listed so it was proven safe but also proven effective yeah. Um, and it did all the things we said. So that was really important. So it was a journey of two years of development, backing up with the research, collaborating with Western Sydney University and NICM Research Institute. Uh, research um, and the scientific evidence is really important to me. So it had to have tick all the boxes. And then I was ready to launch had it all ready, had the contract for manufacturing, um, any TGA products are manufactured in Australia. I had the contract in front of me and that's when COVID hit. So I had the, that was March last year, I had the contract in front of me. Yeah. And then I was like, the world is ending. I don't know if this is what I should be doing. It's a big investment of time, energy. So I just put it on hold for a few weeks. And in that time, you know, your creative juices are still going. And um, another kind of problem I had in clinic was um, for a lot of my clients that are experiencing digestive issues and reflux and things like that, I actually recommend them to chew chewing gum. That chewing action actually stimulates digestive juices. It also just helps things, the movement of the gut work better. But there's not, I wasn't happy with what, what was out there. So then here's another thing. I was like, oh, how hard would it be for me to formulate a natural plant-based chewing gum? And it was so much easier than Joso because you don't have to do TGA. Mm. Um, I actually managed to kind of get a formula, talk to manufacturers, talk about branding. I had it done in four weeks mm. and I was like, well, and it was a lot more cost effective and it was just something fun to do. Um, so, yeah, Brew Juice was um, born and it's, yes, it's a natural plant-based chewing gum, but it's designed to have after coffee and food because it actually helps reduce the acidity in your mouth after food yeah. plus all those digestive benefits as well. 
So interesting, I had those couple of weeks off from Joso, do I go ahead with it? And then I was like, yes, let's do it, signed off. Um, the manufacturing for the chewing gum only took six weeks. Uh, the manufacturing for Joso took months. And it was funny, my first sale of both products happened on the same day. Did they? Which is just incredible. I just yeah. touched different timelines. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's how two startups, very different startups, but um, two solutions that I was seeing mm. needed to happen in clinic. Mm. Wow. So interesting. <laughs> Isn't it funny how things actually turn out in the end? Because a lot of people, like, you know, they, they come up with an idea and they want it to launch straight away and they get frustrated with the process. But you were lucky that you came up with another idea that could keep you busy. And then Yes. Bang, yes. Actually, that that because I'm I've realized through this whole process, I'm very impatient. Mm. Um, so there's when you're coming up with an idea, there's a lot of time in between yeah. emails. So it was great, great that I could, yeah. But now that I'm definitely in startup mode for both of them and it's building, there's no there's no downtime anymore. Yeah. Well, you're very well organised, so you always know what you've got to do and you action it. So that, like, hats off to you because there's a lot of people that can get overwhelmed very quickly. But I remember when you said to me, am I crazy doing, like, two brands at once in this business? And I said, look, for some people I would definitely say yes, but for you, no, you can handle it. And yeah. Yeah, and they were they were they weren't crossing over. And the thing with brew shoes is it's got such a great brand personality that it's like almost like a breath of fresh air to work on because it's quirky and it's different. Yeah, and I I make a joke. It's they're like my twins. Yeah, I've got brew shoes, which is my kind of quirky, out there, creative yeah. child. And then there's Joso, who is a lot more serious, sophisticated um child so it's yeah. good to flip in between both of them actually yeah it's a good change how do you manage your time yeah so time I have to block it yeah um, I I have I can't flitter between different things very well I find so for example Mondays are a day of anything creative where you know Instagram posts emails, um, that's where kind of my ideas come out. Um, and then I have clinic days and then I have, so I'm down to just two days where I just do follow-ups with clients. And then the other two days, um, yeah, I block it. So breaches a few hours and then kind of the rest for Joe. So, so I really need to block that time. Um, Weekends, I do nothing with work. That's yeah. massive boundary for me. Um, number one, if I have that time off, Monday I'm so fresh and yeah. creative and that's if you keep running that stress, and I explain this to my clients, if you're running with that stress and always thinking about work and you've always got that cortisol happening, parts of your creative brain get shut down. Yeah. So I don't think it's very, I I actually think it's detrimental to my business, me working on the weekends. Yeah. And I'm then more more on the ball during the week. I reckon I'll be more productive during the yeah. week. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Friday afternoons, 
I have my to-do list. I shut my book and then Monday morning I open it again and ready to start again. Mm. Yeah, it is good. You definitely need some time off, definitely. I mean, I do work over the weekends, but it's very batch. You know, like sometimes I just have to coach on a Sunday or I have to do something. Like the last two weekends I've had to work. Um, but it's it's not like I'm working the whole time across the weekend or dipping in and out of it. It's very much like, bang, I've got to sit down during these times. So, yeah, it, it makes such a huge difference. Now, you've been in an incubator for Joe. So how did you get into that? Uh, yes, so that's the Curtin University Accelerate program. Yeah. Um, that, it, that's been amazing. That's just been eye-opening for me. Mm-hmm. And I think in every state there's these opportunities for people to do these kind of programs. I didn't know it existed. I just had a friend that mentioned, Nat, you need to do this ignition program. I didn't, I thought it was like a a week business course and I signed up for it and it was phenomenal. We had all these mentors. We were there from seven in the morning till like 10 at night, just smashing through some work, then pushing us through our paces And then from that ignition program, um, I got selected to go into the Accelerate program where they chose 10 businesses. So that goes for 12 weeks. Um, And each week we spend a day going over our businesses, having amazing mentors um, coming in. Like we have one of the co-founders of Zoom uh, talk to us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Olivia Humphreys from Canopy, which is like Netflix for documentaries, being there talking to us. So, we, you know, the best of the best mm. mentors, I feel. Yeah. And what's been really good about it is a lot of male mentors and we have to know our finances. We have to know our numbers. Mm. I think especially being a naturopath and any naturopath listening could probably relate to this, we don't talk about the bottom line that often. Yeah. Um, whereas when being mentored by men, they're like, what are you doing today to make money? What's, yeah, so it's been good to always talk about the money side of things because if you don't, it's actually a very important aspect and if you're not dealing with it, that's how businesses go under because you're not aware. Yeah. Um, And that's our goal. At, At first it's kind of icky, like this is how much I'm making, blah, 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 but it's, it's essential and it's essential to get comfortable with it so anyone thinking of doing these programs I highly recommend it and yeah every every state has these programs so good so in this program you're you're there for Joso that's the product yes yeah how much longer have you got to go in the program I'm halfway right and at the end uh, I'll, you get on stage and pitch in front of 250 people. So that's going to be... How about that? Is that scary for you? Uh, it depends on the day. I don't know. I feel like I'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, but you will be. But, you yeah. know, sometimes you can think, oh, 250 people pitching an idea that's got, like, my heart and soul wrapped around it can be incredibly daunting. I think my, because each week we're pitching, we're yeah. showing what we're doing and mm-hmm. we're having amazing mentors kind of put us through our paces, I think my final pitch will be fine. Yeah. And the pitch is actually I've already got investors interested, 
through this program, which is super exciting. And I think um, that's going to be super helpful for Joso's journey because one thing I've learned, things take a lot longer and more expensive, always take more money than what you expect. And having someone come on board as an investor who also wants to be a mentor as well mm. would be super cool. Mm. So essentially it's a bit like Shark Tank at the yeah, end. Yeah, say that. Wow. Yeah. What yep. have been the hurdles that you've experienced along your business journey? So whether that's most recently or in the last 16 years? I reckon, I feel that the biggest one is, is the confidence. It's that self, um, that imposter syndrome yeah. um, that comes up. And it's funny, I think everyone experiences it. And it's one feeling I think you should learn just to squash it down. You know, I'm all for expressing feelings, but if you can just, it's just a a feeling that comes up like, holy crap, what am I doing in this room with these people? Um, But you get more practice in doing it. And, um, yeah, so a couple of weeks ago I was asked to come to a mastermind of female founders. There was 10 of us. And I was I was in awe of these amazing women. I shared a couch with Julia Bishop, and we actually had to pair up and talk about issues women are experiencing in in business. She, what an incredible example of a woman having to you know being in politics, the issues that she has to come across. Mm. I think a year ago I would have felt out of my depth, but oh. it was it was an incredible experience. So I think. You kind of got to fake it for a bit. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think our biggest hurdles is ourselves, getting in the road of ourselves, I think, and doing your own business. Don't you reckon mm. it's the biggest personal development journey you God. could ever do is doing a business? I say that all the time. I, I honestly think, and you would say that, everyone would say the same, is that we're quite different people having run our own businesses versus if we had stayed working for someone else. Yeah. You come to the zone and you have to action, you know, yeah. do things, yeah. I, I think of people that do that and I think um, how relaxing for them. But also how boring. I love, just love having the challenges come along. Mm. And I think the hurdles and challenges, you're going to have them every single day. So you just have to embrace it. And when I have a problem, I always think of people that I look up to, how they would deal with it. Mm. So I think of you, Alison. How would Alison deal with this problem? God, (laughs) I'm dealing with problems all the time. I've got a real formula for an ad, though. So, yeah. I, mean, as, I mean, we did branding together and all of that through Sticky Studio and we also worked together for relaunching. But Sticky Studio, because it's a creative job, it's subjective and you're often working with people that don't understand the creative process. So they can, like, my biggest thing is avoiding and stopping the breakdown of communication because otherwise the job can end up into an absolute nightmare. But, you know, you learn that strength over years and years and years and also my background. But as a result, I'm having to have hard conversations with people more often than I would want to so that we can keep the project and so that we can um, communicate in an effective and fluid manner and we can obviously deliver, you know, to the best of our ability. So really it's kind of like 
seeing, oh gosh, this job could turn into a nightmare, but let's avoid that. And let's have, let's just, and then it's fine. It's absolutely fine. So it's just like, so I know what you mean about like how do people deal with difficult situations or if a problem does arrive, how is it dealt with in a professional manner where everyone is, you know, happy at the end, you know, you let you come to an agreement. So yeah, I'm good at that. Yeah, absolutely. And through this Accelerate program, I'm getting more mentors, very professional people. Yeah. And I'm like, how would they deal with these issues? Yeah. How would they deal with these different problems that I have? So it's it's been really interesting. And there's a quote from Einstein. Actually, Einstein gets, it's probably not his quote, but let's supposedly he said this. Yeah. yeah, he said that a problem can't be solved Um, a problem can't be solved Um, so in that it means like you have to change your energy about it be really positive about it Um, how you go forward with challenges yeah it all comes down to attitude yeah I couldn't agree more I think every every problem can be resolved it's just a matter of how you approach it. And also I think a really big thing is is that if there are issues or if you can see them coming, deal with it because the sooner you deal with it, the better. Otherwise it can just turn you into a horrible mess, horrible mess. Yeah. You never want to be in. But every single business owner faces problems. Some Like you're not doing your job properly if you're not coming up against obstacles and hurdles and problems. Like that is just the nature of running a business, unfortunately. <laughs> absolutely and look, if I get a hurdle I like high five myself it's like, yeah. yes yeah it's much like that. being a businesswoman. Oh, you know what though running your own business this is where it can become lonely because you don't really have anyone to bounce the problem against yeah that's why you do have to go right you've got to learn how to approach it but you know what I think it comes down to um experience and I always say I've got age on my side because you know I feel like I've got lots and lots of years of experience I often think to myself, cast me back. If I was doing what I'm doing today, but when I was 25, I don't think I could cope. Yeah, actually, turning 40 for me was huge. I don't care anymore. I think that was a huge change and meaning I don't care anymore, meaning uh, I care less about what people think. Yeah. 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 So that doesn't stop me anymore. No. So intricate. God, we could go on. That's a whole nother podcast, actually. We should actually come back and chat about yeah. that um, yeah. because it is growing into themselves. You know, I actually look at all these young people in their 20s that they literally bust out of studying straight into their own business and I'm like, hats off to them because I was so green back then. Yeah. My God, I felt like I was still a kid. I mean, I was still living at home until I was 23 and I got sent over from Perth over here to Sydney with Unilever. Um, and I was just like, oh, my God, like that was just big enough for me. Um, yeah. Being absolutely in another state by myself and trying to work out how am I going to live? How, how am I going to get my dinner? And, <laughs> yeah. house and But, you know, like I can't even imagine having run, running a business at that age and dealing with, you know, just everything that goes hand in hand with running a business back then but I yeah and we were growing up more than we well more than I was 
Yeah, absolutely. God, if I look back 20 years ago, what I was doing. And sometimes I think I wish I'd started this kind of entrepreneurial journey earlier. Really? But you know what? I wasn't ready for it. No, I wasn't this either. is the perfect time for me. Yeah. yeah. How old were you when you first started your own business? I'm not doing uh, being, mass calculations. I'm just interested to know. So uh, 25 is when I oh, started. So that's young. See, there you go. Yes. Everyone's different. I would have yeah, been, I would have been 32, 33. I'd had both my kids. And I was not ready any earlier than that for me. So everyone's so different. Yeah. Absolutely. I think being a naturopath, you have to be running your own business. There's yeah, not many do. jobs out there. You do. Um, and very- anyone that asks me. Oh, I want to study naturopathy. I'm like, well, you're going to be running your own business essentially, mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no. So get used to the idea. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're we're in an environment now where it's more conducive to run your own business than ever before. So yeah. you know, it is and marketing your own business is there's way more avenues and channels to market your business as well. So, you know, it's like you know, there's both sides. But I just know for me personally, I was, um, yeah, I, I just, I was not ready in my 20s at all. I know that for a fact. I was much better off working for someone else and then telling me what they wanted from me. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, it's so much easier now, so yeah. much easier. And those resources, like I, I've got a great PR coach who I learned who I connected with through social media. Um, You can actually YouTube or Google anything you need to do, Mm. which is quite amazing. Yeah. So different. Now it's when I was sorry, when I was studying naturopathy, yeah, they didn't have internet. Yeah. Which blows my students' minds. Yeah, so you would have just been flipping through big fat thick books. Yes. Mm. Yeah, we're just starting to dabble with internet. Oh my god! See, doesn't that just speed up everything? Being able to do the search key and information—so different. Absolutely wonderful. So my naturopathic business is nataliemagrah.com.au. Joso is joso.com.au, and brewchews is brewchews.com.au. Nat, thanks so much for joining us here today. No worries, Alison. It was a pleasure.